You're listening to the Brighter Finances Podcast, the podcast designed to bring the brighter days of life to life through financial education and comprehensive case studies. Hello, and welcome to the Brighter Finances Podcast, the show that brings educational content designed to help small business owners and content creators bring the brighter days of life to life. This is your host, Louis Guajardo, the founder and lead financial planner at Brighter Days Planning. In today's show, we will discuss the age-old question on Should I buy or should I rent? There isn't a clear-cut yes or no answer when deciding between buying versus renting, but our goal for this podcast is to help you find the tools and thought exercises needed to see what option is best for you in your situation. Lastly, we're going to provide a unique twist on the decision by incorporating your bright life into the picture. Be sure to listen through to the end, as our last section may touch on points that you're not thinking of. To have a nice flow to this episode, I want to set up a couple of situations so we can use them as a framework to walk through. Let's say situation number one are a couple named Ross and Rachel, both age 25. For work, Ross works at a startup from home and Rachel works at a local coffee shop. They're in a long-term committed relationship and have goals of traveling, living in a new state, and starting a small business at some point. For situation number two, their names are Monica and Chandler, both age 28. For work, Monica is the head chef at a five-star restaurant, and Chandler is a copywriter at a large firm. They are also in a long-term committed relationship, but have different goals such as traveling, owning a home, saving for retirement, and also saving for their children's education. Now that we set up both scenarios, let's say they're both undecided on whether or not to buy or to rent. Let's start only by analyzing the numbers. Also, on a side note, I'm not sure if anyone made the connection between the names and jobs, but we're going to assume that they live in Orange County instead of New York this time. If you know, you know. With that said, let's look into the average home price in Orange, California. The average listing in Orange is $1 million, which would get you somewhere around three to four bedrooms and three to four bathrooms. On the flip side, rent in a luxury apartment is going to be about $3,500 a month for probably two beds and two baths. Obviously, there are some drawbacks of each of these options already. If you buy, you're getting more house, but it'll likely be less luxurious. And with the apartment, it will be close to new, but will not provide the same space. This is something that you'll want to consider, but first we're going to stick to the numbers. If we assume both couples can rent for $3,500 a month or buy for $1 million and also including a $100,000 down payment, then renting will be cheaper until year 13 at least. This is where we meet what's called our break-even point, at which the cost of renting catches up to the cost of buying because of things like home equity growing. This number varies greatly and is dependent on many factors, including what part of town you're buying a home in, what's the cost of the rent, what's the cost of the mortgage, interest rates, among many other factors. If you're curious to learn more about this, we will link an article in the show notes um, so you can play with this calculator and also see a map of where breakeven is lower or where it may be higher in the United States. So what drives the cost of home ownership? Well, there are a lot of hidden costs in owning a home. With this specific scenario, those include closing costs, property taxes, insurance, maintenance, among others. So renting is typically less expensive than buying, at least in the short term. If this is the case, why would anyone ever choose to buy? Well, let's bring back our friends, yes, friends, Monica, Chandler, Rachel, and Ross to explore this. Ross and Rachel told us that their goals are to travel, live in a new state, and to start a small business. The first thing that we should always consider is how long will they live in this home? 
Well, Ross and Rachel want to live in a new state, so chances are that they wouldn't live in this home for long enough to get beyond the break-even point. They would also like to travel, but owning a home is a responsibility that may restrict the length of time that they may travel and the cost that they could invest in the trip. Buying a home may also take away flexibility when they decide to start their business because some of the discretionary income that they have now may need to go towards home ownership costs instead of the cost of this new business. The last thing I would say about this situation is that their current lifestyle offers them a lot of flexibility to chase their goals. Purchasing a home would likely take away some of that flexibility. For example, Ross working from home allows him to keep his job no matter where they move, and Rachel working at the local coffee shop, well, there's lots of local coffee shops, so no matter where they move, she's likely to find a similar coffee shop that she can work at. Um, and on a side note, again, I'm completely aware that paleontologists don't typically work from home. At this point, I want to bring up a quick counter-argument. Some people may say if you own a home and decide to move out for one to two years to travel that you could simply rent the home out while you're away. While this is true, it just creates an additional burden. Being a landlord is a hassle, and being a landlord across the country is even more of a hassle. Sure, you can hire a third-party property manager, but not everyone wants to deal with this setup. It's just simply an additional box to consider when analyzing this important decision. So now let's move on to Chandler and Monica's situation. They both told us that their goals are to travel, own a home, save for retirement, and save for their children's education. The first goal, which is to travel, may become slightly restricted, which is important to take into consideration. Their second goal was also to buy a home because they want to start a family and build memories for their children. This obviously bodes well for purchasing a home over renting, and it also sounds like they'd live in the home for much longer than the break-even point. The last goal of theirs is to save for retirement and for their children's education. While the additional cost of home ownership may detract from the funds that could be used for this goal, it's important to realize that this is a matter of prioritizing certain goals over the others. In the Ross and Rachel situation, buying a home wasn't a goal of theirs. It was something that they were told that they should do, but in doing so, it would take away from their other three goals. For Chandler and Monica, buying a home is a goal of theirs, so taking away from their retirement and children's education savings is okay, so long as they prioritize having a home over maximizing savings. So to wrap up these situations, I would say... Even still, there is not a clear-cut answer for either couple, but at least using this framework allows them to make a more informed decision, and that's the purpose of the Bright Life Plan. At Brighter Days Planning, we do financial planning, but beyond that, we do life planning. That's why we call our financial plans your Bright Life Plan instead. Part of building this plan includes a list allowing us to understand how you prioritize different aspects of your life, your goals, and what you're driven by. I'll give you an example from my own life. I wouldn't say that one of my goals is to live in a different city or to be an entrepreneur, but part of what drives me is living through new experiences as well as building systems and processes. If I don't know this as my own financial advisor, then all else being equal, I may have made the recommendation to myself to purchase a home, given the fact that some of my other goals are to build a family and memories. Knowing that I'm driven to build things and live new experiences made me stomp on the brakes and helped me avoid a costly life lesson. It also allowed me to start Brighter Days Planning, and it's what's allowed me and my partner to consider living in a new city for a year or two. This is a true story, by the way, and it's why I'm so passionate about incorporating life planning into financial plans. So Monica and Chandler, should you buy the $1 million house? And Ross and Rachel, should you rent the luxury apartment? The honest answer is, I don't know, but for anyone going through a similar question with themselves, I encourage you to consider the true cost. Remember that rent is the maximum you will pay in a month and mortgage is the minimum you will pay. 
ask yourself, what are my goals and how does buying versus renting affect the likelihood that I will achieve these goals? You must determine what's important to you so you don't just list your goals, but prioritize them. Lastly, think about your bright life and what that looks like. It can be a challenge, but find out what drives you. Determine your goals, list your priorities, and find out how you rank different aspects of life, such as exploration, food, family, experiences. It's only then you can make a fully informed decision on whether you should buy or if you should rent. And should you struggle with this exercise, schedule a meeting with us at browderdaysplanning.com. It was such a pleasure to run through this scenario with you all. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, cheers to brighter days. Thank you for listening to the Brighter Finances podcast. If you'd like access to some of our free resources or would like to see how we may be able to bring you brighter days, then go to brighterdaysplanning.com and click get started where you can schedule a one-on-one meeting with myself. We'd love to learn about your life and see how we can be of service. Lastly, Please remember nothing that we discuss through this podcast should be considered advice. You should always consult with a financial, tax, or legal professional so they can become familiar with your unique circumstances before making any financial decisions.